How's my clap? Pretty good. <laughs> hey, Dave, how we doing? Hey there, buddy. Um, how we doing? Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Longshot Podcast. I'm your host, Duncan Robinson, and I'm here with my good friend, my co-host, and we're the Big Apple, mm. Davis, Patrick, Reed. Davis, how are we doing? I'm great. This is a new setup for us. It I, is. I don't know whether I look at camera one, two, three, just we stare into your th- eyes the whole time. We have three cameras. We have two mics. We have a beautiful backdrop here for those watching on YouTube. We also yeah. have some nice room decor. Mm, let's uh, paint a picture. With some painting. And uh, yeah, it's we're, we're actually in the, as I mentioned, we're in the big city, the yeah. Big Apple, yeah. New York City. Um, I had the opportunity to, to scoot up here a couple days early before our game on Friday against the New York Knicks. Just up here doing some podcast stuff, working out. Uh, that how'd, is, you, how'd you scoot up here? I just just hopped on a on a plane and came on up. Uh, it was a it was a nice trip straight from Miami to New York direct flight, which was great. Just a pl- direct. Oh, it was direct. It was direct flight. They did don't not do, have a layover. They don't do layovers in those planes. Um, I did fly privately. There we go. That, that did happen. I it was it was not uh, an initiative that I took. We don't need to have disclaimers. I think we just leave. Well, it I think in. if you're going to make me bring it up, I think it's important to provide the entirety of the context. Um, I came up here early with a couple teammates. We all flew up privately. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good experience. I don't know if you want me to expand on it anymore. <laughs> I do. I honestly, it's I not do. the first time I've, I've ever flown privately. Obviously we fly privately in between each city that we play in. We flew so, privately together. You and I also have flown privately together. Have yeah. we told that story before? I honestly don't know if we have. This I feels like an opportunity to. Anyways, uh, we can tell. Yeah, uh, this summer, <laughs> Davis and I flew privately to Las Vegas. Actually, back from Las Vegas. Yeah. Once again, I didn't foot this bill either. Correct. Um, so I've had some opportunities to fly private, and I haven't really had to to dip into my pockets is that uh, it? to we, do so. That's the, all we're going to no, do. Actually, for, why don't you tell it? Go ahead. Well, I was hoping you. the whole point is I'm trying to egg you on to tell it. All right. I'll I'll start it and I'll let I'll you like pitch finish in it. when okay. necessary because you're not going to tell. The I was story. working out in LA this past summer and we had an opportunity that was sprung upon us last minute. I was out there with you. This was my first. I had come out like a day earlier. Yeah, Davis Davis was with me uh, in LA. We were going to do some podcast stuff. Obviously, I was training Monday through Saturday uh, and and just kind of getting my work in out there, locked in. We talked about this part at least. Yeah. Okay, people get it. You were working hard. You I were was focused on in. basketball. All, right, All these things. Anyways, like, we had it. a last-second opportunity that was sprung upon us to go to Las Vegas, yes. a city that I don't frequent often. No, dude, we don't need the disclaimers, <laughs> Duncan. We get <laughs> it. You were focused uh, on basketball. A dear friend of mine, shout out to Miles, uh, <laughs> is a manager of a prominent musician, mm. DJ, artist, uh, known as Kygo. Yes. I don't know if anybody knows Kygo. Maybe you've heard of him. I think he was number one on Spotify for like yeah. two years. No, he has some big songs. Anyways, we had an opportunity to go out to Vegas and to be be at one of his shows, but really kind of get the full experience. And uh, I'd never been to a Kygo show. I'm a fan of his music. We popped over there just on like the Jet X uh, Burbank to, to Las Vegas commercial flight, just your standard. I hate, I don't want to interrupt cause you're rolling, okay. but I think it's important context that like you said, you are not a weekend trip to Vegas guy. That's not really in your bag or something. Either of us for that. Matter. No, God, no, definitely yeah. not me. So 
while it was an amazing invitation and we understood how much fun it would be, we also weren't going to do it. Yeah, we were like explaining away why we should because go. yeah, because because we are who we are. I'm worried about being good at basketball. Yeah. I need to work out this weekend. Mind you, this was like what was this June? Yeah, I mean it was like it was it's the acceptable middle of the, to yeah. go to Vegas for yeah. a weekend. So why did we go? I guess is what I'm getting to. We, we ultimately decided to go. We ultimately decided to go because we got the promise that after the show, the next day, we could fly back with Miles and Kygo uh, to L.A. because they were going to L.A. So it made yes. the decision significantly easier. And they don't fly commercial. They do not fly commercial. Right, ever. Uh, they don't fly Jet SX or whatever yeah. it was. So then it there. was like, okay, well, how can we That was kind of the icing on the cake. It was like, how are we not going to do this? Yeah. This was one of those opportunities where it's like you kind of got to jump on. So anyways, we did that. Uh, this is an incredibly long tangent. Yeah, so what a way to open just, the episode. Just point out the fact that I've <laughs> flown private on other occasions. I love it. Say it with um, your chest. Anyways, it was great. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. I That's look all. back on that weekend very fondly. That's all I needed you uh, to say. It was, it was good memories. But anyways, we're here in New York. Uh, <laughs> and we, we got here, not we, you got here on another pri- <laughs> private jet, Duncan. Maybe another goal for this show is to get to the point where you can expense a private flight. 1, that would be pretty cool. I'm sure, uh, who are some of the top podcasts? I'm sure they're fl- they're able to fly around. I don't think private. Rogan's flying commercial. He's certainly not. I have had to or guess. Or Dak Shepard. Shout out to Armchair Expert. Yeah. Huge yeah. Armchair Expert fan, by yeah, the way. Both armchairies. Uh, I would love to be on the armchair expert at some point. I definitely don't fit the quota. I think um, you do. No way. Yeah, because they're look all about. The, look at the basketball players that they've had on. It's been like Dwayne Wade, Wade Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. They had Barack Obama on their podcast. Yeah. So yeah. But here's the thing: they're all about like human interest story, which you certainly fit the mold of. I Potentially. Think. Um, anyways, I'll do this again. We're here in New York. Uh, we play the <laughs> well, Knicks. How'd you get here? No, I'm just <laughs> we play the Knicks on Friday, um, which is exciting. We practice tomorrow. Uh, as a team for the first time back from break on Thursday. I'll reiterate, I've been working out uh, prior to our practice. I just, I don't know why I've never had. People know. I know, I know, but I just want to say this. I've never, I've never been an Instagram workout guy. I've never been, you know, post this, post that, live in the gym. I've just never been that guy. But People saying that my podcast is gets in the way yeah, of that right. stuff makes me want to do that. And I don't yeah, ever yeah, want to right, do that. Right. I but it's it. just like I feel like I have to overcompensate for some stupid reason because people think that because I do tape a podcast for 45 minutes a week that now all of a sudden, you know, I'm not. Right, it's spending your time, time in the gym. gym. I hate how much we talk about. Oh, this. we've addressed this a hundred times. I like just that's hate why it. the caveat doesn't need to change be there. the subject. No, it doesn't. It doesn't need to. Be. Okay, I do want to know a little bit about what you did over All Star Break because okay. last week you teased it very generically. I'm just hoping you're willing to divide. The whole point of this pod is to connect with the people. True. So let's just. I'm just curious. How was the All Star Break? Did you get to relax a little bit? People know that you're working out, but did you get to get away from basketball? Because I think that's important. Before I do that, I just want to say. Uh, Speaking of connecting with the people, I've certainly done so yeah. uh, with my new Debo coin. For, the, for those of you out there who have Debo coin, you've clearly seen that. Uh, we gifted everybody with Debo coin a top shot moment. Correct. Yours truly. Uh, 
We've given away some tickets mm. and the Debo coin. Some jerseys, uh, some we, shoes. we still got some other things that we're going to do. We're, we're just giving away a bunch of shit. Yeah. So if you want- You have more things than anyone needs. Yes. And if you want free things from me, and maybe not always me, you know, maybe you could get a Davis Reed beanie. Um, a signed beanie. Or something. That would be pretty cool that you could probably get your hands on. So that's just my kind of plug uh, for the Debo coin important, community. Yeah, because we have a, a Discord channel that's- for you know, it's token gated Debo Debo coin mm. users only, uh, and it's it's popping in there to say popping. the least. Uh, quick tangent: My mom called me two days ago, and she asked if I could send her some Debo coin. Yes, and she thought that it was actually physical coin, <laughs> and that just opened a just a can of worms of trying to explain <laughs> to your mother what cryptocurrencies are. And I love I love my mom. Like she just started texting. Like yeah. It's five years ago, you know, uh, and that's not a shot at you. She also texts in only emojis. Yeah, strictly emojis. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah. you, you know what you should have done is sent her like the batting cage coins, just like a bag yeah. of them. She's like, here you go, mom. Yeah, let's do both. Yeah. You asked about my trip over All Star. Yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. even really remember. Um, it, it was a great. It was a great trip. I I went uh, to Turks and Caicos mm. with. Uh, my good friend Moritz Wagner, Moritz, uh, my girlfriend, and Moritz Wagner's girlfriend. What as a double well. date! Oh, yeah, man. so we just had an elongated double date. The four wow. of us. Uh, I will say, Turks and Caicos is very relaxing, uh, quiet. We stayed at an incredible spot. We actually, as a part of. We kind of got a, a discount, if you will, uh, built into our stay. Uh, if we hosted a basketball clinic oh, yeah. on one of the nights, we were only there a couple of nights. Um, but if we hosted a basketball clinic on one of the <laughs> nights and Mo and I had no idea what to, like, who are these people that are going to show up? That's going to be my question. Um, and it ended up just being predominantly little children, but like this resort was not like, like when you were looking around, there was there were no kids there. So I was like, I kept because <laughs> the clinic was on day two. I kept looking around, like who is going to come to this? Like this is going to be so oh, strange. It's so great if it was like retired uh, folks who are. Well, there on were vacation. some older people that showed up, and we actually also had another interaction. There were some other players at the resort. Uh, Evan Fournier was there, nice. and Marcus Smart was there. Funny enough, Evan and I kept joking about how like oh, and you know, in five days we're going to be guarding each other, right. you know, in New York, which is funny. But anyways. This guy, I guess everybody staying at the resort had gotten like some sort of email about uh, there's there's being a clinic held by NBA players. That was it. No names. That was it. Got it. And Mo, Marcus, and I were all uh, eating dinner one night, kind of in the general area. And this guy comes up and he's like, oh, Marcus Smart. He goes, you must be doing the clinic. <laughs> and Marcus goes, no, nah, no, nah, that's these guys right here. And the guy looks at me and goes... He doesn't hoop. No he way. Goes, he doesn't play basketball. <laughs> and I was just like, that's how you feel? It's a disrespect. But here, here's the thing that was, that was fascinating is he took it even a step further. He had no idea who I was. He had no idea who Mo was. Uh, and then he went on to say, he's like, well, is at least Evan Fournier going to be there? I think he was a Knicks fan. And Marcus was like, no, it's, it's just these two guys. And he looks at us and he goes, Pathetic. I was like, I I usually think that stuff is like pretty funny. You know, like I I love, you know, being a butt of jokes. Yeah, I think it's a good time. This guy very easily crossed a boundary oh, of yeah. like being genuinely disrespectful to my face. Um, Were you hurt? No, it, it was. 
That one st- stinks. It was it was just kind of like wow that that just really went down. That really wow. happened. Uh, it was motivating in a way, you know. Can it, you paint a picture of what this like who this guy was? <laughs> sure, he was. Uh, He's an older gentleman. What are we talking? Sixties, probably sixties. Okay, yeah, mid sixties. He was walking his dog, mm. uh, so he had a dog there. He had his wife there. Did he look like he could hoop? No, or ever did? No, but yeah. I think what he was is he was a, a New York Knicks fan. Um, which you know, not that I, I'm on here to slander New York Knicks fans. No, let's I'm do it. Not no, at let's all. Do it. But it didn't surprise me that he was a New York <laughs> Knicks fan. Uh, I, I will say. And then Marcus Mo and I ended up like having a conversation afterwards, which is one that. We as players have had in a variety of different occasions and ways of like, we just can never get over like the audacity of fans. That's what, yeah, to, to have the gall to say that to yeah. someone's face. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, what I, I'm like all for like, we are entertainers, right? So, like, yeah. if entertainers aren't doing their job or whatever, you don't like an entertainer, it's okay to have an opinion. But like, the interesting thing about that is like, we weren't in an entertaining environment. Right. Like we were in a personal right. environment. So then, so then when you like for fans, oftentimes, like they aren't able to differentiate between like, this is the person that I enjoy watching playing basketball or not enjoy playing basketball. Right. And then there is also another side of that person that like doesn't play basketball. A human and being. It's just like a human. And like they there's an inability to like separate those two is sure. what I've learned. Um and, and just continue to be fascinated by, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's actually, so we, I don't want to talk about this yet because I still want, I, mean, I want to hear about how this clinic went, but I was at All-Star Weekend this past weekend. Oh, you were at All-Star Weekend? I was. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, I, I imagine most of our listeners know, considering you were just blasting out to all your followers. I had to let the people I know. I love that you did. That was, I that had was to let move. the people know. Yeah, for sure. Come on. For sure. Uh, it was a great experience, but my biggest takeaway was just the level of like, it, it was a circus. It really, yeah. it felt like a circus. And the, I was sitting next to people who are just screaming at every player that walks by screaming. And as soon as they get acknowledged, even if it's like a one inch chin nod, just almost like legitimately almost pass out. Yeah. It's just the, the level of fandom, it, by the way, is great. And it's great for the league and it's important, but it was, it just, it, it was eye-opening for me just how much of a spectacle this whole thing was. I, I digress. I want to know more about— Well, no, I, I actually want to unpack something there. Right. I think—and you can look at it from a couple of different perspectives, but I think the NBA, and, and I think this is where you have to give the league credit, is it's done an incredible job making an event like that or just your nightly game a performance. Yeah. And it's very much—you know, everything that encapsulates— just a simple basketball game between the social media production, between the pregame shows, the postgame shows, the in like you go to a game now and like the timeouts and the half times and the in between quarters, that's as much a part of the entertainment as, sure. as anything. Like Atlanta in their arena, they have a barber shop where you can sit and get a haircut <laughs> and watch the game. It's like the it's been such a concerted effort through so many different levels, right? Like it's the team level, uh, it's the the league level, and then also like players individually for like their branding and marketing perspective have also taken on some responsibility of like, I'm going to lean into this entirely, my fan base entirely sure. to make this a performance. We have a podcast. And I, yeah, exactly. I have a yeah. podcast. No, it's part of the whole thing. So I imagine that something like, I wasn't obviously at All-Star Weekend, but I imagine that something like All-Star Weekend is in many ways the culmination of all of that. It's dialed up to a hundred. Yeah. Because it's not like, 
the finals is for sure, but like the finals is also still about basketball, right? Because it's like who's the best team in the NBA? All Star Weekend, it, you can almost make an argument it's not even about. I mean, you watch the game and it's like, no, yeah, it's interesting because I didn't, I didn't have a chance to watch the All Star game live. I watched the highlights and saw everything, but like depending on who you ask, you get such differing opinions of what that game was. Like yeah. you ask some people like, Oh, it was terrible. Like nobody plays, blah, 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 whatever. And then you ask other people, it was like, Oh, it was insane. Did you see John Morant's alley-oops and Steph Curry and all yeah. this stuff? And yeah. it's like, it really is polarizing in a way, but I think it's working. I mean, I think for people, sure the fandom in the NBA is at an all time high. Yeah. 100%, 100%. And you're right that it's <laughs> dialed up to, a hundred that weekend. It's the cameras everywhere, the prompters and TV screens everywhere. As soon as there's a break in the action, it's people on pogo sticks and dancers running around the court. I mean, it is, it's just, it's entertainment dialed up to 10, but it's great. And people love it and people care about it. And that's obviously why, I mean, we're, we as fans, I'm putting myself in that category, are the reason that it is this way. I mean, we're the one buying tickets. I spent a thousand dollars to go watch Saturday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, you buy your tickets? I, I bought one ticket. You don't get free tickets. David I bought. Street? I I got to go to Friday and Sunday, but I bought Saturday. You spent a thousand dollars? Yeah, after taxes and fees. Goodness gracious! Yeah, we're touching the thousand. That is quite the investment. Isn't that insane? Good I also I got to stay in a hotel for free though too. So, so it's justified, justified expense. Um, I wanna I wanna unpack your weekend shenanigans. Can we get? To, can we finish your? I just yeah. want to wrap up your All Star break, your basketball camp. I got to hear about who shows up to this thing. <laughs> it was mostly just young children, little kids. Uh, <laughs> Mo and I, you know, I I feel like I'm pretty good at the whole clinic camp spiel. Oh yeah. Um, and I had something prepared, but it, it ultimately didn't even like, they were so young and, and it was so, like, they couldn't really even retain information. Are we talking like 10 kids? No, it was like five. Oh, beautiful. It was, it so was, you're getting one-on-one -on -one yeah, time. One-on-one -on -one time. Uh, Mo was amazing. Just really work in the room, uh, <laughs> really crushed it. And it was, it was honestly, it was a good time. Yeah. I, in those moments, it was interesting. Cause like, once again, the resort is not a very busy or, or frequented place, I guess you could say. Um, but there there just weren't a lot of people there. So, like, the turnout was expected to sure. be low. But after the fact, there was, like, great feedback of, like, oh, it was, it was so amazing for my son or blah, 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 to do this. And it's, like, you know, just a little subtle reminder of, like, you know, for every guy that there is out there saying that, you know, Mo and I are pathetic or this or that, there are children and kids that appreciate the guidance. Oh my God. Player. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you probably made that kid, the, those kids year. Yeah, or, like, or they'd already forgotten about it. No, Maybe. to One play basketball with NBA players. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid going to KU's camp and I was a diehard KU basketball fan and you would get 10 seconds of interaction with one of the players. And it could have been somebody who never played. And it the was like the highlight of guys. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, Wayne Simeon or Aaron Miles. Okay. And I, you know, my head explodes, but it's like, those are such special Aaron moments. Miles, that's a great name. Aaron bro. Miles. Fun, actually fun fact. When I was in like second grade, we handed out awards at the end of the year and the best point guard was the Aaron Miles award. And I won the Aaron Miles award. Yeah, and I wore number eleven for. I was a huge Aaron Miles. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we college about basketball is special, when, especially in those. Oh my god, those Midwestern Kansas, states. It's religion. Yeah. KU basketball is religion. Not just Midwestern states. There's other really good college basketball, but in my experience, those 
kind of like no disrespect flyover states that's just what they're called i don't think that they're flyover yeah, don't states. do that you've been I've, to kansas city i've been to kansas city great city uh, i stood at your wedding correct i spent a lot of hours in kansas magical city, place and i really like kansas Thank city you. i was just using it no. as like a way to talk about all don't of do them that. at once um the college basketball there is just different no know? it is it's it like is. that uh What's that Indiana saying? It's like in 49 states, it's just basketball. <laughs> and then there's Indiana. Like, that's a little excessive, like some amount. Right? Yeah, right. Um, but with that being said, I also envy Indiana high school basketball and how legit that is. Dave, I'm fired up to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or maybe preventing you from achieving your ultimate goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I know for me, having a cluttered mind or something on my mind always kind of gets in the in the way of the physical and having somebody that I can talk to with that sort of stuff uh, definitely just allows me to be the best version of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And to do it quickly, you'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, Dunk. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime, send messages to your therapist anytime, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one wants to do that, like you may have had to do in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's like having your own personal therapist. It is like having your own personal therapist right in your pocket. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online therapy, which is important. And financial aid is available if you need it. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life starting today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily like this one. Quote, I feel less stressed, anxious, and depressed. It's really a great option for anyone looking for affordable help. End quote. Visit betterhelp.com slash LS. That's better H E L P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for long shot fans. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LS. Better your life today. Let's talk about your weekend shenanigans. A little bit. It, sure. sounds, it sounds like you got active. I mean, it was it was a great time. And here's the thing. I Look, I was wide-eyed. It was my first All-Star weekend. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. I got to say, though, I, we ran into some people. We talked to some people. And the general consensus was that Cleveland was a little underwhelming, I think, as a city. Really? And I, look, I had a good time. Once again, I want to be very clear. I'm not taking a shot at Cleveland. The, it was very cold. It was very yeah. windy. And... Uh, I, it's just maybe not enough infrastructure to host something like yeah. an All-Star see, Weekend. I see both sides of the argument of it's a great opportunity for small market teams because I think next year it's an Indy. Yeah, um, Salt Lake. Salt Lake, Salt Lake and, next year and then Indy. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's a great opportunity for small market teams to generate revenue and get people to their cities. And But in, then at the same time, it's also like, why don't they just do it in Vegas every year? Right. Or like LA. I understand like it's hard to do it in LA every year because that's like an advantage, you could say competitive advantage sure. for those teams. But like Vegas doesn't have a team yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see if they end up getting one. But like that seems like it would just be something that everybody could get behind. Yeah. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Because it is. And I mean, they have the infrastructure. Like right. you said, once again, I'm not a hotel snob. 
But if you're getting all these, I, I know guys that are, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, you get all these guys in this, uh, in this one city, I think Cleveland probably has one or two nice hotels. Yeah. Um, and those just get to capacity very quickly. So once again, I was very fortunate. Your, it was, is your people that took care of me, your agent and your agency. They, I was down there with them. We got to stay in one of the, of the nicer hotels, on, I think it's also your agency at this point too. Uh, you're in, you're pseudo no. represented. Yeah, pseudo, pseudo. Okay. I I got, I got to stay there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but thir- or Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. I got to stay there for a couple nights. One night I had to get my own hotel, and it was it was like the only option was something twenty minutes outside of the city, like a La Quinta. Yeah, for three hundred dollar. You know what I mean? Yikes. It was like it just wasn't calling an Uber was a nightmare. nightmare yeah. Everything's a half hour wait. So that was the that was the shitty part, but it was a ton of fun. It was what a blast. was what were the uh, the post game or post event activities mm. like? If you if you picking up what I'm putting down, so the whole basketball community is there. Media players. I mean, obviously, it's the best of the best are there. On top of that, you've got the NBA 75. Right. So you legitimately have the entire. Basketball universe minus Duncan and Mo, who are giving kids a lesson in Turks and Caicos. Big time clinic in, in Cleveland, which is just amazing. So yeah, there was some, there was some, there was some nightlife. Actually, I got to tell you a story. So nightlife was great. It was tough because you know again, it's you can't really call Ubers, and it's really cold and really windy. So you've got to basically battle the elements if you want to go anywhere. You're Unless, built for that though. And th- th- I'm talking about me now, now. Granted, I think you know if LeBron wants to go somewhere, he probably has people who are getting him a car. It's called a sprinter van. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he's probably yeah. not running into as many issues. Uh, no, but uh, you know, look. In any other scenario, if you were invited to the three-point contest, then you'd you'd have been there with me, and I probably would have had an easier time getting around and getting into places. But let's just call it what it is. When I'm there without you, you know, it's just a, it's a little bit harder to get on the list. It's a little bit harder to get into where we need to go. But me and one of our friends, who will remain anonymous on the podcast, I think, is for for now. For we, now. <laughs> we were we were looking for something to do Sunday after the All-Star game. It's kind of the last night, you know, people yeah. we want to go out with a with a bank. So we're bouncing around, we're looking, we get word that there's this one club slash bar where like it's that's where the people it's are. It's going down. Yeah, it's like that's okay. where you need to be. Anybody who's anybody, that's where you need to be. So our friend, what he does is he throws on all black, black tee, black jeans, black suit jacket. So he looks the part. He looks like he's important. He also could probably get away with looking like he works as a bouncer at. Right. I was going to say, what what is that that lane that he's trying to? I think it's playing both. Which is, you know, he's a little overdressed, but in a good way. Yeah. But also kind of blends in with staff at that point. Sure. So there's a line to get into this place, and he walks right up to the bouncer. Was fully prepared with like a speech of how we were going to get in. Bouncer asked no questions. He saw the suit. For some reason, he saw me with him. I was not looking the part. And he just, we waved us right in. We walked right in. Love that. So we're off to a great start. Now, that was only part one, though. Part two of the night was, we're now in the the place to be, but it's clear that to really get to the place to be, there's another barrier we need to get through. There's the back room. There's always the back room. A room within a room. So now we start game planning. How are we going to get back there? I see Travis Kelsey. You know, I'm a, I'm a Kansas City guy. I see Kelsey back there. We see a couple other guys back there. Name drop. No, we're going to see some oh, other, okay. other guys. We see some other guys back there. And so it's very clear, okay, this is where we need to go. So our friend 
starts texting me. I'm with him. I'm standing right next to me. It's right next to him. He starts texting me. Is it okay if we go to the back room? Is it okay if we go to the back room? And I'm looking at my phone and I'm not responding. We're far enough away now at this point where we're not communicating. It's loud in there, but we're, you know, we're looking at each other. I'm like, what is going on? So finally I reply, yeah, of course. I thought he was asking me if I was okay to do it. Right. So what he did was, and th- I don't condone this behavior, but <laughs> but if, you were a part of it. If you're looking for so at a, some point, you for everyone it. out there who is looking for ways to finesse, take notes. What he did was, we then because of you and because you know because we're affiliated with you, we get uh, you know kind of tapped into important networks. Sure. And so this person happened to have the manager of the club's information in his phone. And so what, or his name, he was aware of his name. So what he did was he just simply changed my contact to this person's name. <laughs> he then, savvy vet he then right walks there. right up to the bouncer, it's cheeky, shows him the phone. Bouncer looks at the phone, scrolls through the texts, which that was where it started to get alarming. Because if you dicey. really looked in detail, you would clearly see that this is two friends talking about things right. that are not... But he flips through the text real quickly and then waves us both in. Oh, my goodness. We walk right back into the, the, the you know, kind of elusive, majestic back room. And what do we see as soon as we get in? Guy Fieri behind the bar, arm wrestling somebody, followed by, he wins. He wins the arm wrestle, followed by porn shots for everybody back there. And the two of us just looked at each other and we thought, yeah, this is where we're supposed to this be. Is this spot. is, yeah. Did you get a, a shot poured for you by guy? I did, I did, yeah. That's special. And that, I just want to be clear, that's not the moral of the story that I, that's not where I, it's leading. The, the point is, we showed some grit. Yeah. And we made things Didn't happen. Didn't take no for an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's special. It was a blast. Yeah, it's a true long shot story. It honestly yeah, it is. You I, guys, it's very safe to say yeah. that you guys, when you were standing outside that bar, uh-huh. were long shots to not only get in the place, yeah. but certainly get into that background. I now fit the mold. We've always talked about how I've, I haven't really had the long shot story. You know, growing up in like upper middle class suburbia, sort of had everything I ever needed to be successful. You know, great schools, parents that yeah. sort of gave me everything I needed to. Uh, so, you know, it's not... It's not like I've overcome that many obstacles. Sunday night, there were some obstacles that needed to be, uh, uh, you know, taken down. And we found a way to do it. It sounds like you were just kind of just along for the ride, riding coattails in some respects. For sure. Credit goes to our friend. Who knows Um, who he is? Listens to the podcast. Give me me some other takeaways from All-Star Weekend. It was really great. I mean, I had a couple takeaways. One of which is was like, what did J.R. Smith do in this city? Um, but I had some others, like I got to see some people, I got to meet some people in person that we've had on the podcast or that I've met virtually, which was yeah. great. We got to see, we saw Shams. I got to see Tyrese. It was like, so, so you were out there just rubbing elbows. I actually, that was the whole point of the weekend. Funny enough. I actually got multiple texts, uh, from just various kind of random people, people on our staff, Miami, Quinny. Heat. I got to meet yeah, Quinny. Just reaching out, but like, oh, Brandon, your boy Davis, like yeah. so great to see. Like you're making inroads, man. Like I you will really say are. this on a serious note. I will say this. It was very. The whole point of the weekend was to go down there, get to experience it, get to see it, and get to be in that environment. And what was really cool for me, and we've talked about this, is I've always just been your friend in these settings. You know, like, yeah. oh, this is my boy. And I'm still that. And we do this podcast because of that. But That's it's not true. We do this podcast because you 
do a good job. Well, no, no, no. But it started because of that. And I'm still that, but it was really cool to be in that setting and have some, like, you know, I meet people like Shams or I met Woj, which was awesome. And these people know about the podcast. I mean, Woj tweeted about the podcast in case anybody forgot about it. So it's, it was cool to have, like, it felt like I actually belonged to be there, which was really cool. Which it's, is great. It's, uh, there's very much levels to this. So don't think that I'm drawing this direct comparison. Mm. But like the same way that obviously LeBron put on Rich Paul, <laughs> you know, he did he put on Rich sure. Paul. He made sure, I, I think there's a story somewhere of like how he made sure Rich Paul was like doing his due diligence and like being still qualified. Obviously, he had to get yeah. Asian certified and all that sort of stuff. But like he didn't just choose. Rich Paul because he's his boy. He chose Rich Paul because he thought Rich Paul could do a good job. Now, once again, there's very much <laughs> levels to this. Are you saying I'm Rich Paul of podcast? Well, the same way that Rich Paul has taken that opportunity from LeBron and run with it entirely, mm. you have done the same. Once again, I'm not equating myself to LeBron, <laughs> and I'm not equating no, no, you no. to Rich Paul. The analogy there's, stands. There's some sort of, and who's to say we're in what year one and a half? Not even of this thing. One point one. You know, Rich Paul's got. Nine, 18 years under his belt. Guy's dating Adele. Yeah. 18. I heard they're on the rocks a little bit. Is that true? Wow. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> he's got 18 years under his belt. Who's to say what you can yeah. and can't do in Rogan. 15, 16, 17, 18 years? It's true. And this All-Star Weekend was the first right. step of rubbing elbows. You know, we talk about reference points. Sure. And we talk about building confidence and resolve yeah. over long stretches of time. It sounds like this could very much be a reference point. It Something that is a springboard for your future yeah. success. Well, it could be. Um, here was another one of my takeaways. Yeah. It's strange to watch NBA players rise up onto a stage like they're Justin Timberlake, you know, performing at Sable Center. And it reminded me that you did that. You came out on the stage for the three-point contest. Yeah, I did. Can, were you uncomfortable? Because most of these guys looked uncomfortable. They didn't really know what to do. A I, was entire, I, was, I was entirely uncomfortable. Um it's weird because, you know, and and maybe you can attest this because you were just there, but like, it's kind of a packed venue, or at least it was in Chicago when I was there, but it's not like a raucous right. crowd. Right. Everyone's kind of subdued and just kind of chilling. Yeah. So it's like, it's weird because like you walk out and it's not like you're walking out to this ovation of right. people like, you know, then you can get like, oh, the crowd's feeling me like, give me some feedback. Like, let, me, sure. let me lean into it. Like, no, no, no. You're just like out there and like no matter what you do, you're just kind of getting like a melodramatic, like just kind of chilling. Yes. Um, Unless you're vibe. LeBron in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. Like obviously – yeah, I don't know what that's like. But I no, don't you're know right. that experience. You're right. It's not um, starting lineups when they're no. listing off the three-point contestants. Yeah, it's, it's— People are golf clapping. Exactly. If that, like, I would imagine most people are probably disinterested. Yeah. Um, honestly, at least for, like, the announcing. Like, cool, they're announcing the players that are about to shoot. Right. Like, we already know um, who's— Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and not to mention three-point shooting, there's, what, there's eight guys or ten guys yeah. or whatever it is. Um, so, like, by the seventh, eighth guy, it's like— we, what do yeah. you expect? Is this like a resounding applause? Like right. Probably not. Gonna now, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley or uh, Jerry Allen. Got a lot of love. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, that's, that's cool to, to be participating in All-Star Weekend or, sorry, All-Stars um, yeah. in your hometown yeah. team. It's pretty cool. No, it was great. I, uh, one more thing about you on stage. I went back and watched the film this morning from your three-point contest. Why would you do that? Well, because I had this thought of like, God, NBA players on a stage, just it doesn't look 
it doesn't look comfortable. And you didn't look very comfortable either. But I have a suggestion. I think what the mistake you made was you didn't dap anybody up. Like you came out and just kind of stood next to, uh, who was it? Devin Booker and Trey Young, maybe. I think you go for the dap up. It just makes it look a little more True. fluid. Yeah, well, those guys are like my brothers, man. You know I, exactly. I mean? That's like, my got, point. You know, that's my brother, man. And I, we go way back. It's my brother you know, for real, man. man. My brother for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I probably a missed opportunity, and I, I'm like joking, but you know, there is some what of a fraternity. Like, obviously, I could dap up Devin Bucker and Trey Young if yeah. if I so chose. Of course, um, but yeah, we don't really have the rapport where it's like that's just expected. You know, yeah. If I was standing up there with you, I'd dap you up. Oh, thank you. Probably put my arm around you. I appreciate that. Yeah, maybe. Would you, um, if we got in a tussle, would you uh, slap? Me across the face like like Juan did. That's an interesting transition. How about that? That was pretty smooth. So right? Davis, Davis is really eager to talk about this one. No, that's not true. Well, it just seems like you just kind of brought it up. Well, I, I want your opinion on it, and I'm working on my segues. How'd I do? Uh, segue could have been better. Um, the Juan thing. I mean, yeah. Look, there's this is a heavy one. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, look, there's I don't a lot need to you unpack. To- no, no, no. I'm I I'm actually I'm, I'm very much willing to speak on it. I think that, mind you, I was not watching the game live. Yeah. One thing I did do when I was on my little vacation was turn off my phone, unplug my phone, just like Smart. leave it on airplane mode. I was not, you know, no TV, nothing. Like I was just going to, you know, remove myself from all electronics. As you should. And the craziness uh, of the world that I just kind of feel like I, I live in, uh, quite honestly. But anyways, when I turn my phone back on, that was the thing I had the most sex about. Yeah. Jawan Howard. Yeah. I like, believe it. So many people sent me the clips. So many people, what's going to happen? Is he fired? Is this, is that, or whatever. And like, I will admit it was pretty jarring when I first watched it. Yeah. After, very much after the fact, it was like, wow, that, that really escalated. Um, I think it's a super complex situation. I'll start by saying, obviously, just generally unfortunate that it ended up happening. What, what ended up happening happened. Um, and that at no point, particularly in college basketball, I think the NBA actually is a little bit different because it's like, look, they're grown men. You know, you can find them accordingly and we can move on. Yeah. I think college is like a little bit trickier and it, maybe it necessarily shouldn't be, but like, because we're like dying on this hill of amateurism and whatever, which is its own. Shifting away from that a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. Like it's not really conversation that needs to be had right now yeah but like if we are going to treat them like they're they're kids or whatever in comes like the example setting side of it and if you're quote-unquote the adults in the room obviously it's it's not a good look to be doing that but with that being said like there were multiple escalators in the situation for sure and you know from what i could from the vantage point that i was at which is once again just watching on my phone is like Jawan clearly looked like he was just trying to move on and not engage. And all of a sudden, hands are placed on him. And, right. you know, if you're a man, hands get placed on you. You, got, you know, there's grown man. There's some complications there. For sure. And it doesn't necessarily surprise me. I, I think that can, like, warrant a reaction. Maybe not all the way to that extent, but it's just – it's tricky at that point. And, uh, look, I, I know Jawan personally – um, I played for him, you know, when I was in Miami, I love Juwan. He's, he's truly, and I've said this publicly, like he's one of the best people, most genuinely caring people that I've ever met, especially for a coach of his stature. Um, I'm sure he probably regrets 
the decision. Um, but with that being said, I don't actually think that it's any sort of an indictment on his character. Like I, I, I think he's a, a special, special dude and a special coach. And as a Michigan alum and fan of the program, I hope that he's the one that can continue to lead them, lead them to Final Fours and national national championships and Big Ten championships and so on and so forth. Um, obviously, you know, I know there's all these people coming out saying, kind of calling for his head. I haven't seen or found any Michigan people right. um, close to the situation that have felt that way. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I think it's all fair. And I'll just say, I think there's so much hypocrisy from the people calling for his head. Like, those are the same people that revel in the rivalry of college basketball and revel mm -hmm. in the aggression that their players bring and play with. And we love when guys are physical. We, like, you can't celebrate all these things and then not comprehend how in the arena – your emotions get the best of you. And obviously if you were to put a rules in writing, a coach shouldn't hit another coach would be like, no one would disagree about that. Yeah. Like obviously what he did was wrong, but it's like, you also have to understand the situation. He feels threatened. His kids feel, he feels like his kids are being threatened. His emotions get the best of him. He comes out and apologizes. Like, yes, unacceptable. Sure. But you can understand at least, I think you can have a little empathy and understand how it gets to that point. And then, yeah, we move, we move on. Right? Yeah. So I get it. I, I would like to move on. I'm sure he would like to move on. And obviously, you know, he, he was given a hefty suspension. You know, it's not yep. like they gave him a game or two. Um, you know, the rest of the regular season. And unfortunately for Michigan fans, it doesn't seem like there's going to be much of a postseason. Not right. that I'm. We can go on a run. Yeah, we can always go on a run. 100%. Who knows? We could wear our practice jerseys in round we're one. Best and we could go in on March, a run. baby. We're best in March. You Come know on what now. it is. Um, but, anyways, that's that's pretty much all I got on the Juwan thing. That's fair. I appreciate you speaking on it. I was genuinely, we hadn't talked about it. I was yeah. curious about your, your take on it. All it's right. interesting how you we haven't talked about it and yet you choose the public forum that is this podcast yeah. to the first dive into it. Interesting. No, I mean, look, you could have declined and we could have moved on. I, was, I, was, I suppose. Yeah, I was just curious. All right, quickly, I want to give you uh, flowers because it's your favorite part of the podcast. And I told you every hundred until a thousand, we're doing this. Quickest to 700. Another one. Man. Thank you for my flowers. What what kind of flowers are they this time? It's just acknowledging them. These are tulips. Tulips. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to give the same speech that I give every single time. No, I, you don't even need I to address hit, it. You know, 500, 600, whatever it is, 700. Um, I do, I will say, I do hope that I'm the first to 1,000. Yeah. So I'll say that. Oh, how about this? When you, I'm going to do 800, I'm going to do 900, I'm going to do, we're, of course, we're going to do 1,000. We'll then stop until 1,500. 2000. Like we'll that. start going every 500. I like that. That seems reasonable. That's fair. Okay. That seems. But fair. until we get to 1000, each of these 100 markers are dude, they're how sick is that? Fastest yeah. ever? I get we're shooting games more threes than ever. Games played by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said I I saw something that when Steph Curry was my age, I think he already had 1500. Well, he'd already played. It's different. That's true. I appreciate you being in my corner. What can you do other than fastest games? Like, it's not, it is kind of your fault you did 14 years of college, but. It is my fault that I did five years of high school and five years of college. It's not my fault, but. Two, diploma, two high school decision. diplomas, baby. True. You and me both. I should have two college diplomas and I don't. What? Why? Well, I should just have like a graduate degree. I did five years of college. You, what, you dropped the ball on that? Yeah. I was a multi major, though. I was political science and. Not as cool as two degrees. Uh, sport management. But 
Anyways, cool. um, you got anything else? Not really. Do you want to do a question or anything? Let's do one. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll keep it moving. What do you think? Do you want to talk about if you lay in bed at night and think about basketball? Sure. Okay. So this question came from, um, Evan, your brother. Yeah. We'll leave it discreet. Shout out to Evan Reed. I'll, I'll say this. It Love came, Evan. it came to me via text from an Evan. We're just really, we're just really, are we getting lazy here? Are we getting no, no, comfortable? No. Is- he asked this question and I actually thought it was funny. So I wanted, I wanted to ask you. Okay. Okay. He said, he texted me and he said, I had a bad men's league game tonight and I just was laying in bed all night thinking about it. Couldn't go to sleep. It just it lingers, and I have been. I have certainly been in that in that scenario where this actually this past summer, last summer, I missed a game winner, a layup, like Ooh. a naked layup. Oh dear! And I was playing with my brother and his friends, so I was like the outsider. You know, it was like they, it was their you were group the guy and me that got brought to the game, right? Yeah. But I was I was playing well, and so down one, they decide to put the ball in my hands, and I get to a spot. I'm going left. I get a lay, like a layup that I will make like uncontested. There was someone in the area, but I knew Should've he wasn't going to block the. Like, I knew I was going to get it off. Got it in time. Missed it. We lose, and it ate at me for. I'm not kidding. A week. I thought about it. <laughs> and look, I realize this is like a personal. I problem. realize this I is think a maybe problem. Should be addressed yes. between you and a professional. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm. The, in the right here. But I am curious because you play way more. I think what it is is I just don't play a lot of basketball now. So when things like this happen, I don't have another men's league yeah. game next week. You are playing every other night. If you have a performance that you deem lackluster, yeah, for sure. do you lay in bed and think Absolutely. about it all night? Does it? How long do these things linger? Have you learned how to deal with that? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's a double-edged sword of the NBA is that there is always – another game. Um, and it's usually overwhelmingly a positive thing, but like whether you play well or play poorly, there's probably another game, if not the next night, the night after that. Um, but with that being said, I think all players carry with them the burden of particularly not playing well. Uh, myself, I'll just speak for myself. Of course, if I, if I have a bad shooting night or whatever, uh, the rest of that night, absolutely wearing it and and looking through it and watching film and figuring out you know and sometimes it's like there's nothing to figure out it's just like the ball didn't go in whatever but like still you're gonna or at least i'm gonna like try to turn over every stone and figure out if there is something and then the flip side of that is like then the next morning it's 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 not like you're men in black right you know whatever you're getting whatever that thing is memory deleted you still think about it the next morning now when once you start preparing for another team, then you're able to kind of like that helps you yeah. kind of cope. It's like getting over a an ex. I was gonna say this is uh, this is relatable to other yeah. facets of life yeah. for sure. Uh, it's another opportunity, and you also start to gain the perspective of like, okay, if I keep living, you know, don't forget, right? Like, learn, don't forget, but you got to start to move forward in some capacity. Otherwise, you're just gonna be detrimental to your performance moving forward. Yep. So like there has to be some sort of like moving on and moving forward. Um, no better teacher than failure. That's true. That's true. But I mean, that's the thing that it's a challenge. Uh, it's a great challenge of the NBA. And, and I've, I've actually lived it in both instances. I've lived it where it's worked to my benefit, where I played really poorly and you know, there's another game, obviously I go out, play, play better, able to like wipe it clean. I've also had the alternative of like, you play well, 
you know, confidence, this, that, or whatever, maybe it's first night of a back to my back, second night, you don't play well. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you had two games, maybe for that, that two game stretch, you shot, you know, seven of 20. Okay. Which is a little bit below yeah. 40% from three, or, or maybe it's eight of 20. Exactly. And, uh, one of the games you shot well, one of the games you didn't, you aren't able to have the perspective of like, Right. Oh, I took 10 threes a game and made four of them. That's 40% on high volume over two games. That's pretty damn good. You're just only caught up in like the that last, last game. Yeah. I went two for 10. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, which you, everything just requires context and, and uh, the context in which it exists, which is, you know, what it's all about is just continuing to kind of build the, the resolve and consistency. Um, Cause that's what, you know, people say it's the mark of a champion consistency brick by brick. Brick by brick. Um, That's why I like the question. It turned into a little long thoughty. You yeah, know what I, mean? I like that. There long was a little thotty. bit more there uh, than, than meets the eye, wow. I guess you could say. How beautiful. Anyways, uh, that'll wrap up this episode. Yeah, we got to go to dinner. Um, you know, we both had, I wouldn't say busy weekends, but, you know, weekends yeah. that we just wanted to talk about, unpack a little bit. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next week with a very special guest. Very, we have two uh, ones we're really excited yeah, about. Yeah, these these next couple of weeks um, are great. That's part of the reason why I'm in New York now is, yeah. is we were able to bank some episodes. Hint, they're both in person. They're both in person and they're both going to be fantastic. And they're both outside of basketball. Outside of basketball, they're, which is fun. We're, yeah, we're, we're uh, going, heading into uncharted territory. Come on now. Uh, for the long shot podcast. Watch us spread our is, wings. Which is a great place. It's a great place to be. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. As always. <laughs>